You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Moniker. We're here to listen and share stories of motherhood and life from the trails from mamas who run ultra marathons. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to all moms who continue to show up, run, and chase their dreams even after having kids. It's not easy, and we'll talk about all the hard and real parts that make up this crazy lifestyle. But we're also here to celebrate and inspire each other to keep finding their inner mom strength that allows us to show this sport new levels of grit and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. Today we have Whitney Hines with us. She's the founder of The Mother Runners. But before we talk to her, Steph, how are you and where are you in the world right now? Yeah, I'm good. I'm loving this traveling lifestyle most of the time. (laughs) Sometimes it gets tough when you have such a, you know, it's like 200 square feet with three kids and two big dogs. And so we're kind of on top of each other. Uh, Um, Yeah. Yeah. So right now we are in St. George, Utah, which is just gorgeous. Um, So we traveled for a week to get to Zion and that was a whole big deal. We just had like little things go wrong. Like the first night we couldn't get heat going and we were in Iowa and it was freezing. And I'm like, we drove to like five different places trying to find a cord to get our heat going. It was such a pain in the butt. Um, so just little things that we've had to fix. And, um, luckily we have Aaron, so (laughs) everything, um, but then we spent like six days in or six or seven days in Zion. We went to Vegas cause we had to get some, our brakes fixed on our trailer. And my sister lives in Vegas. So we just parked in front of her house, which was nice. Um, and then we went to death Valley for five days, um, which is really pretty. And then now we're here. And then we go to Moab next. So, okay. What's been your favorite so far of places? Zion, a thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. Um, We went up Watchman Trail, which uh, was right outside our campground. We stayed in Watchman inside Zion and um, the kids did so good. It was like three and a half miles. The girls walked the whole way Um, and we like sat at the top and had ham sandwiches and chips and apples and it was just like my favorite thing and so mm-hmm. pretty much every day we go on a hike um around here and it, it's just so pretty I mean St. George is really close to um Zion I think it's like 30 minutes away um mm-hmm. so we might go back because it's it was so pretty but oh, that's good what's the weather like there like is it still I mean it's winter but probably warm but does it get cold at night like, what what's yeah. it doing yeah, it's weird because it's the desert. So the sun is really warm. I think it's in like the 40s and 50s every day, but okay. it feels really warm. A lot of times we're wearing t-shirts because the sun is so warm, but then it drops down into like the 20s at night. So it freezes. Um, yeah. But we left Zion a little bit early, one because of the trailer breaks, but also because they were supposed to get a snowstorm. Okay. And so we got out of there before we were going to get like trapped in um and then Vegas was warm and Death Valley was warm so yeah yeah it's so cool are the girls loving it yeah there's been like one time that Joanna was like I miss my friends like at school 
but other than that they've been having the best time and like yesterday we went to a park instead of going for a hike and Joanna's like can we go for a hike tomorrow and I was like yes we can (laughs) oh my gosh you're like please always say that to me yeah Yeah. um we will (laughs) it's been it's been a lot of fun and I'm gonna be really sad I think when this is over and also like getting back into like our normal life routine will be very strange yeah well yes but also your normal life routine is also not normal still because I mean we last talked right before the holidays mm-hmm. and I think Aaron had just quit his job yeah and he's gonna go into full-time dad mode but like but then you guys are gone you know camping having an adventure so it'll still be like a fresh restart or something yeah yeah, yeah. you're right it will yeah for sure because, I mean, even the month of December was kind of weird, one with the holidays and like school stuff and um, and then Aaron not working, but we were getting ready for the trip. So he was always focused on that. So this will be interesting to yeah. kind of see where we are. Yeah. Okay. So how much more of this trip do you have? We have three and a half weeks left. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That'll go fast, but oh. it's still also like an awesome amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I know it. So we're like exactly halfway right now, I think. And, um, it feels like we've done a lot, but it's also been a short amount of time. Like it doesn't feel like it's been three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's maybe been a week, but. Cause that's a lot of life jam packed into those weeks. <laughs> I know. And then I'm like watching. So I have a private Instagram account, um, that if anyone wants to follow, I'll let them in. But, um, it's called the one goes oh cute I know because Joanna can't say her R's so she says one ago one ago and I'm like we're going on a trip uh-huh. <laughs> I'll put, like these reels up and one of them was like the Watchmen trail and like the videos and I'm like oh I feel like I want to replay that moment over and over again because it was just so much fun and then it makes me sad because that was already like two weeks ago you know mm-hmm. yeah um, I have not seen that or like, you know, your account. And I was wondering, I was like, Steph hasn't posted anything. I haven't seen any pictures except for <laughs> some that you've sent me. But- yeah. Yeah. And I have um a YouTube account too called the the one it goes. And I've been putting, I think I have three videos up. I'm trying to do it like every week having a video. Cool. Like our stuff. Yeah. Uh, so okay, fine. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, just something to follow along or make those memories or keep those memories for us I guess yeah. yeah oh totally that's what I've uh come to in life it's like it's all really just for me if I post anything you know it's like my photo journal of our life right. or you know it's and it, it because I like looking back on that stuff and I do like having those memories and I did um I was I read somewhere, someone was talking about like the power of photos, how when you take pictures or videos of a moment, that's like, really like, it just means a lot to you. Like you feel really good. You feel um, alive or inspired, or, you know, maybe it's your kids doing something somewhere in the world. That's awesome. You know, like taking that picture, like it'll bring you back to that feeling when you look at it. So I just was, I've been thinking about that. Um, I don't know the power of, of the memories in that sense. 
yeah of relationships so it is cool and actually so Aaron was very like when I first started filming some stuff he's like why do you have like why are you filming so much and I was like I'm making memories for us and now like we just sat down uh before this to eat breakfast and Aaron like took a step back and was like recording like me and the kids talking and it was like nice or recording stuff and he's like well I do like the videos and I was like yes mom video <laughs> I know I know so it's well done Aaron well done I know well like yesterday I saw him out of the corner of my eye too I was like sitting with Henry on a block and he was just recording like Henry and I sitting there and so I'm just like it makes me happy that he's like getting into it a little bit so yeah oh I love that mm-hmm. good and so, okay, um, you're having this great adventure. How is the running going? And also maybe tell us some of your running plans for this year. Yeah, so um, I I posted about it on my personal account that I'm doing Superior 100 Yay! in December. <laughs> well, that will be my first 100, and I'm nervous and excited for it at the same time. Um. And then I was planning on doing um, Zumbro 50, but I found an ultra in Minog, which is where our cabin is, which is like a really? top 500. Wow. I know. So I am doing the 50, I think it's like 86K. Okay. Which comes out to roughly 50 miles. Yeah. Um. Ish. Is that right? I want to say it was like 53. Yeah, it sounds right, maybe. But I also, I don't do math, so I don't know. <laughs> yes. Okay. 86 kilometers is 53 miles. Okay, cool. So I'm going to be doing that in May. And then I'm going to be doing um, uh, Voyager 50 to get ready for Superior. So that'll be more of a training run versus a race. Okay. Um, and that's up in Duluth too. So that's okay. nice. It's kind of on the same trail. It's not quite as technical as Superior because it's a little bit further south on the Superior hiking trail. Um, but it gets me up there and on that terrain. Yeah. So running has been good. I love the varied terrain that I'm able to get on this trip. Um, when we were in Death Valley, we stayed outside of the park and it was very, very sketchy. And like, mm. We had planned on staying in Death Valley and not coming to St. George. Um, We were just going to spend like nine days in Death Valley. Um, But we did not like the park we were at. And so we're like, you know, we're just going to get out of here. And so that was the only really like sketchy part that I didn't didn't like running in there. So we would go to, we would drive into Death Valley, which was like an hour. And then I would run while Aaron would do other things with the kids. Um, But I've been running a lot with my dog which is really nice because I feel a little bit more protected with her. Yeah. And then I do run with my Go Guarded ring now. So Nice. How does that feel? Good. It just, I'll, some of the trails, like there'll be families on. And so like I flip it inside. So like, it just looks like a ring on the outside versus like a blade. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to run by families and be like, there's a knife on my finger, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I just like that I have some kind of protection mm-hmm. other than my dog or if she's not able to run with me like she wasn't able to run in Zion with me 
Um, You're in a very different land, you know, from Wisconsin or I mean, Minnesota, Um, just, you know, yeah, desert, different. You you don't know these places that well until you actually do some exploring, which you do, but you have to, you know, run to do the exploring. So yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. And I like, like I told Erin, I said, it's obviously it's not going to like kill anybody, which is not my goal ever you know but (laughs) if 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 someone were to attack me and it gave me five seconds to get away or to make them pause like that's what it's there for and yeah he is appreciative that I'm taking my safety seriously you know yeah definitely cool good Yeah. yeah oh my gosh and so you've got a big year ahead it's gonna be good yeah Mm -hmm. it is (laughs) Um, so if anyone wants to pace me at Superior, <laughs> I'm a TBD, um, yes. but I would love, yeah. love to be there for that. I would love for you to be there, but <laughs> gotta work on some plans first. Right. But you are now in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yay! I know. I can use my phone normally. Yay. <laughs> I can use text messaging. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of things that feel really good about being back. Um, I was telling Steph earlier, uh, just like running and skiing because I'm a cross country skier. So I've been able to do that a lot here, which is nice. And it just, just the cold air in the lungs. I mean, I, I've always said from the beginning, like I was made for the North. I'm supposed to be in the North and Costa Rica was awesome and such a neat experience to witness the tropics and all of that, but it's not like my natural habitat. And, uh, so like running feels so good. My, I just, I don't know. It just, it's good. I I'm not worried about street dogs. I don't have to run with a pole to defend myself. Um, and it's not super hot, you know, which would also stop me. Um, and so I can actually just like do sustained efforts, which is, I I don't really know if I had a run in Costa Rica where I felt really good. Um, I don't know if that happened. I mean, it was still great and I was appreciative of the movement, but you know, it just feels better here. So, yeah. And even like driving, is so peaceful. The the roads are wide. They, you know, there's clear lanes. There's a bike path. There's like, you know, you just don't have as much coming at you at, at once. And uh, so, and grocery stores, I mean, we can eat healthier here. Um, it's, you know, there's, there's no, like, there's nothing like organic, down there or you know or like if you're a mom and you have like go-to snacks you know just like the the quick easy snacks you know um there's no like oh annie's cheddar bunnies or you know things that like make you feel a little bit better about processed foods you know yeah (laughs) um but anyway and also just having what we know and like is really nice um so that's been good we're kind of still in the midst of like some unknowns and big life decisions um I won't really say too much more than that just stay tuned (laughs) um 
and yeah, we're just figuring it out. But uh, our son Dash did go back to school to his old school. And that was really good and really smooth. It was way more like a family reunion than like starting a new school. You know, it just, he just jumped right back in. And I was so proud of him for that. Yeah. Um, and it was just fun for us too. Cause we're like seeing everybody and, you know, I'm, I see, uh, my PE teacher, like she was my PE teacher when I was little. Cause I went to the school that he goes to. You know, it's like, I see her like almost every day. It's, it's just, it's so funny how life comes full circle sometimes, but anyway, um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to add to that. Really. Um, race plans for the summer. There's a couple I'm thinking about. Um, but right now I, so one of my words for Costa Rica was, like gentle or like gentleness, like for myself and my body and my running and like during such a crazy transition. And we're still in a weird transition, I think. So like, I've been really enjoying, like just doing what feels good. And and I've been loving, uh, just kind of being open to that and not like being on a regiment anyway. Um, so I'm not sure yet. I, I have some options. Um, that would be really fun, but stay tuned. Getting ready to pace me. <laughs> Winky. <laughs> Winky. I, I would love that. <laughs> I would do an actually mean person. I know. I know. Isn't it weird? We've been, it's almost three years we've been doing this. Next month is three years. March, right? Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what month is it? Yeah. It's the end of January. But yeah, in like a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Three years. Oh, my gosh. So funny. I I really don't know what day it is or month it is. You know, we got back on Christmas Eve. And that was after like an insane amount of traveling and just is so crazy. And then it was like the holidays. And then it it's like, I'm still just not sure even I know. what, what is happening right yeah. now. <laughs> I need to like semi know what day it is because I have meetings that I have for work. Um, yeah. but most of the time I'm like, okay, is today Monday or is it Friday or is it Wednesday? <laughs> okay. I need to go back and look at my calendar. And then my, um, the final surge is what, um, Ashley uses for my training Mm-hmm. And that was all messed up. And so it was like putting my runs the day ahead. So it looked like I, it was like all kinds of messed up. So I'm like, oh, well, I don't even know what day is it. Is it the 24th or the 23rd today? Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is so Ashley is your official coach, right? Official coach. Yes. Okay. Ashley yeah. Nordell. Yes. Yay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the six weeks she did before Superior 50 was so good and so needed that like I started working with her in December, I think. Okay. Just as like, I just want to keep my base going and then starting to train for Zumbro and then we switched it so that I was going to do the Minog one. Cool. Cool. I just can't believe how expensive races are. Yeah. Yeah. I think Superior was like 350. Yeah. 100 miles stuff, like for sure. 
and I and I completely understand and I'm like not knocking the race director and all that stuff but it's just like it's a it's a a gulp you know it's like a, oh yeah I know I did yeah. get my boss said that if I got into western he would sponsor me for that so that's so cool yeah yeah that would be awesome okay so like I mentioned before today we have Whitney Hines on the show she is the founder of the mother runners which is an incredibly awesome impactful community for exactly what it says mother runners um she's a great resource and I think just a a great like voice in our sport that normalizes what it's like to be a mom training and running and, and, and tips and just all the things. It's so helpful. Um, we'll have that linked in the show notes. You can go check that out. Um, Winnie also talks a lot about how to process a race that didn't go as planned. She ran CIM in December and, um, had some struggles with it, uh, you know, like we all do. And, um, but I loved one of the things she mentioned was, uh, having the courage to dream big dreams while making peace that you might fail. And because we're all doing that every time we sign up for a race or a goal in life, it's possible that it could go really well. It's possible. It might not go the way we think it's going to go anyway. So that was just kind of, um, she shares some useful things like that. And also just like dealing with injury and all that. So grab your coffee or get out the door for a long run and give this a listen. Hello, Whitney. How are you today? Hi guys, I'm doing great. I'm at the end of my recovery week after running a marathon last weekend. So I'm doing good, feeling good, ready to start running, but like resisting the urge. Yeah, for full recovery. <laughs> yeah, how did your marathon go? Um, You know, I'm working on reframing that. Yeah. <laughs> it went, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it went really well. Um. But I did not achieve my goal, but I have had like so many epiphanies this week that um, like I was out for three plus years with injuries and this was my first marathon back. And so I was kind of like expecting to pick up where I left off and like finish my unfinished business. Um, But in essence, it was like my first marathon, you know, like starting new after not running for two and a half years. And so... um, I like actually am grateful for not achieving my goal because I've like learned so much just like reflecting and talking to other mother, other runners and mothers, but other <laughs> runners is just like, I'm like really grateful for all the lessons that running just continues to teach us. So I ran CIM, um, California International Marathon in Sacramento. I chose that one because it's like the best marathon out there from like everything I've heard and I didn't want to mess around I was like I want a sure thing and had me fit for like a sub 250 marathon and that's what I like really really wanted and um, my legs just stopped at mile 17 and I finished with the 258 so it it kind of stung but you know um does yes (laughs) 
I know. Well, it's, I mean, marathons are so tricky and, um, and frustrating if, if they go badly, uh, great if they go well, but it's like, it's all about the time. And it's like, you can't fall off. You just can't, there's no wiggle room. It's not like, you know, we do more like trail ultras and stuff where it's like, you can kind of, you know, the topography of the race is changing. And so, and your pace is changing. You can kind of make up sometimes and, but I don't know, marathons are just so tough. They're so tough. Like I love, and I love that you guys are having me on the show, even though I'm not an ultra runner, my husband does run ultras and I have like, you know, paced him and been there for that. So maybe I'm like kind of an honorary, but, um, I feel like trail running and ultra running is like, it really like connects you to like the pure heart of running. Whereas maybe like road running, you kind of can get distracted by those fast times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If that- yeah. Well, it's yeah. all, it's all good. And it's, it's nice to hear different perspectives and, and also kind of do different things with your body. Like it can be fun to, um, do some ultra running and then also switch to the marathon and, you know, kind of go back and forth. Um, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering what some of your epiphanies were, uh, that you've been through the processing. Um, what have you learned? Um, well, I've had a lot of mental and physical epiphanies. Um, and sorry, we just like jumped right in and I didn't even ask you guys how you were doing, but. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how good. Because we're yeah. here. We're yeah, good. we're so excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, actually like some of my biggest epiphanies were, um, talking to Mary Kate, who is an ultra runner. She has like a running, um, run coaching company called unrunning, but she's just got like an amazing story. And she, um, she and I yesterday were discussing like how to have like competitive big goals, but also like keep, stay connected to the joy of running and not take it too seriously and take your, the pressure off. And she was like, I have big goals, but before I go after them, I have to make peace with failing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me that was like, that was kind of eye opening because I was afraid of failing and now I am glad that I failed um, because I've learned a lot of lessons. Um, and then she just talked about like how much she loves the process, which I do too, like how running shapes our days and gives us like structure. And it's not so much the outcome that we love so much as the process, which is what you want, right? I mean, you you want to love like the workouts and the camaraderie and like how it influences like all aspects of your day for the better, um, how we parent. Um, and we also talked about how, um, oh, I was talking to somebody else just about how like failure does teach us so many lessons. And that's like a great thing to teach our kids as well. Like you, you perhaps learn more when you do fail. Um, and just how I, it's okay to revise your goals and have ownership of your goals. Like I think because I, three years ago was trying to go for an Olympic trials qualifying time and the women that who were like 
way younger than me. We were training for it together. I got hurt. I was out for so long. They continued to improve. And now they're knocking on the door of that OTQ. And I'm in my 40s now. And I'm just coming back to running like that. It's it's kind of it's just not prudent to think like that I can just jump right back in and be able to do that. Um, and there's just, there's so many, I actually have a list on my phone. I should open up my phone and just, <laughs> and then I just learned some like training too, as far as, um, I like, while my time showed that, that I was fit for that specific time, um, in the training, like, as you guys know, especially with ultra running, like you have, you can't fast track that fatigue resistance. And so I think that's what happened to my legs is that they just weren't ready for working that hard for that long. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't have time to do like many, many 20 plus mile runs at race pace since I was building from zero, um, over the summer. So just, I mean, that's just like some of them, but I've learned, I've, I've learned, so much. And I just, I don't know, I'm like ready now to go after the next one. And I feel freedom now that I've like taken the pressure off and pressure off myself. I mean, this is coming from nobody other than myself, you know? Um, and I'm looking at running as a teacher instead of like an ego booster, you know, like I I think when running humbles you, it just, it teaches you so much and in the end makes you so much better than if like you just went out there and automatically achieved what you wanted to achieve right off the bat. So, um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like really full of gratitude. I never expected a week ago that I would be full of gratitude with, um, the time that I ran, but I am. So oh. it's been a good recovery week. Good. But your it's time is very recovery. Yes. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was gonna say your time is amazing. And I know it's oh, not, thank you. maybe not the goal that you wanted, but like, that's extremely fast. So you did awesome. If you go on Instagram and you see the video that I posted of myself crossing the finish, you would not say I looked fast. It was like, it was painful to watch. Like my legs were like, <laughs> like well, I mean, so my first marathon, I asked my husband at the end and I said, was I sprinting at the end? He goes, no, you were going real slow, but I felt like I was sprinting so hard. <laughs> like, oh my was gosh. Not very nice to watch. <laughs> Rust buster halves that I did this fall. Like, I mean, I was running like a fast pace with the videos. Like it still looks like it's in slow motion. I'm like, come on. Why? I mean, all those people on the Instagram post these videos of them just like they look like they're flying by with perfect form and it's like I mean it's it's not a I, I don't look like Shalane Flanagan out there you know <laughs> who does really I mean <laughs> yes no um, it was like just what you were saying though I mean what is running if it doesn't just keep you humble <laughs> because it's like such a fickle friend, you know, I mean, even just day to day, it's like a workout can go so not how you wanted or like stomach issues or, I mean, a million and a half things, uh, can happen, which I don't know. It's hard to ever actually think about truly like mastering the sport because I don't, it's just so variable, you know? Um, yeah, it's, there are just so many pieces of the puzzle and that was like another um lesson I learned it was actually on Wednesdays on my Instagram account I always 
post um, a why I run and it features an, another mother runner who shares the reasons why she runs. And the, the mother that I shared this past week talked about how running taught her to um, take better care of herself and like remind it, it serves as a good reminder to, to do all the things to make herself healthier, like not only just for her family, but for herself. Um, and that like, you can, when a race doesn't go the way that you expected or wanted, um, you can look back and be like, oh, it's just all for not like all the time I put in all the early morning wake ups, like the massages, the PT, you know, waste money, waste of time. But it's like, no, like all that stuff. I mean, eating better, like all of that serves to make you healthier, to take better care of yourself. Like you can't, you cannot be a successful runner and not take good care of yourself. And so that was like another reminder because, because I was injured for so long, I've, I've spent so much time and money, like or my family's money, like rehabbing these injuries and then trying to stay healthy. And, um, so yeah, like that was like another shift to, to my viewpoint, like after, cause you know, it's really easy to go to negative town. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you talk yeah. with us just a little bit about what your injuries were? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, in 2019, I tore my hamstring, um, mm. and I continued to train on it. And, um, because like it was a last ditch, ditch attempt where my coach was like, Hey, like I had just kind of started running and my coach was like, Hey, I think, um, you could qualify for the trials. Let's go for it. I had run a marathon in the spring. And, um, so, we doubled my mileage. Um, so I was running like a hundred mile weeks and, um, in retrospect, like my, you know, my kids weren't sleeping well. I wasn't getting the sleep that I needed to support that kind of training. And so I tore it like pretty early on, continued to train on it and shoot my shot and missed. Um, and then I took like over a year to rehab it. And then I, when I returned, like had COVID stuff and, um, soon after like five weeks back, I tore my plantar fascia, oh, um, wow. like, like the hamstring I could run with, like it was, it's just, you know, it's uncomfortable and like your legs don't feel like they work. Like I had no power, mm -hmm. um, which took a while to get back, but a torn plantar fascia, there's like, you can't run through that. Like I couldn't even walk. Um, and now because of that, I wear UFOs all the time. <laughs> Cause yes. like those were the only shoe I could like kind of walk around in. Um, and so there's a silver lining there. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is an amazing recovery shoe. Just get past <laughs> the way they look, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> A lot, that took a long time um to recover from too so mm. yeah oh my gosh okay how did you like stay motivated through that to like come back and try again I mean and and how how was like your mind headspace uh through those injury years was it brutal um yeah I mean to start I um was I was fighting feeling sorry for myself because, you know, it's like running's a hobby. Running's not my job. I don't get paid to run. Um, I don't have like a life-threatening illness. Um, so I felt like ashamed that I felt so bad. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally gave my profession, my myself permission to grieve, I started to move forward and embrace like what I could do um, mm -hmm. and 
just, you know, replaced, um, like I actually cross training aggravated my hamstring. So then I was, then I moved to being okay with walking and being okay with like the upper body exercises I could do until my body like allowed me to do weight bearing stuff on my leg. Mm -hmm. Um, and so finding like a replacement still helped and I still had like, some sort of structure that was that mimicked what it would be like to run but I mean it was hard but it helped too having friends who would still like run friends who would still reach out and kind of keep like if you if anybody listening to this has an injured friend like just because you're not seeing them running like it does mean so much to have Mm -hmm. someone reach out and ask how you're doing and just kind of keep you like tied to that community um And then because I had sort of been through it before with the plantar fascia, like I was more hopeful that I would be able to get over it. And I found the right care. Um, It wasn't as confusing. Being injured can be really confusing. Everybody has opinions, medical opinions, like opinions from people who had been through it. Like it really sucks when you go somewhere and somebody's like, oh yeah, I had that and I did this and nothing worked. And it's still like, I'll never be able like, don't say that to people, no. you know, like and their story is not your story. Like I had so many people tell me that on Instagram, like running it, you know, and it's just not helpful. Um, so like, I'm really big when I talk to people who have been injured to just tell them not to lose hope, like just keep going. Um, eventually you will figure it out and just pay like really close attention to how you feel when you're doing something and within 48 hours and like, finding where that threshold is um, because like a little bit of pain is not a bad thing when you're recovering from an injury. But um, yeah, so I just like, I mean, I wasn't ready to give up on my goal and I love running so much and I've never, you know, people are like non-runners. You're quick to be like, just find something else. But there's nothing else for me that scratches that itch. No. And I'm for you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. I tried biking. And I'm like, why would anybody bike? <laughs> I don't love biking. I want to run. <laughs> I mean, we do bike, but like, I'm not going to do that as like an actual thing, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I like with my foot. I did the stationary bike and it was kind of hard. Like after, you know, doing that for months and months on end, like it's hard to keep the fire going. So there just came like many times where I'm like, I'm not going to do an interval workout. I'm just going to watch a show and like mail it in today. And it's hard to like, and it's hard to get your heart rate up cross training on. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That definitely doesn't do it for me. Swimming doesn't do it for me. Elliptical doesn't do it for me. I mean, yeah. 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 Anyway. I know. Yeah. And so, uh, but coming off of like this race, you, I mean, your maybe your legs like weren't, you know, you didn't have the time to like, just, you know, be back to where you were with like the, maybe the, like the muscle memory of like, you know, just the consistent racing, like through the years, but, um, did your legs feel okay? Like, does your body feel okay right now? Yeah, I was, I felt like I got hit by a bus for about 24 to 48 hours, I was surprised by how sore I was. Cause I was just like, I didn't really run that fast. Um, and then I, yeah. And then I feel recovered. Like I probably could have started running a couple days ago, but I'm not going to do that. I'll wait at least seven days, yeah. um, and you know, continue to, to eat 
and rest. And, um, I started doing like, it's just, you know, as a runner, like it's hard to be inactive. So I started doing like some upper body stuff yesterday, just cause it just doesn't, I don't know, like, it's just hard to yeah be yeah. sedentary. Well, you're never sedentary as a mom, but you know, <laughs> yeah, sure. As an athlete, you know, it's as not the same like chasing hard. kids and going out for a run or yes yes exactly so yeah no I'm really like I'm trying not to lose sight of the like the gravity of the fact that that I complete not only did I complete a healthy marathon cycle for the first time in like almost four years but I have like no niggles or anything afterwards like everything feels really, really good, which is awesome. And so I'm, I meet with my coach next week and I already have like an idea of what marathon I want to tackle next and, um, just keep, you know, chipping away. Right. Yeah. What do you think might be next? If you don't mind sharing. Um, he always has ideas, so I don't know if he's going to be on board with it, but there's a flat fast, uh, marathon in Carmel, Indiana, um, I think it's, they pronounce, I don't know if it's Carmel or Carmel, Indiana, but, um, in early April. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's what I'm thinking. Like, I still want to do like flat and fast. I mean, as much as I'm saying like, oh, the time doesn't matter that much. Like it still matters, but I am more and more learning that the other stuff matters more, but I'm still wanting to totally <laughs> get that fast time. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really inspired that you have like these big goals and dreams, you know, because it's just, it it means a lot. And, and I mean, yes, like you're also working on the other, like, you know, maybe more important learnings of running that you were just talking about great perspectives and all of that, but to actually like, it's also okay and good to have dreams too, um, that you just keep going after. And I, I find that really inspiring. Thank you. Cause it's like, I don't know. I get mad at myself that I have these, but I still can't let go of them. And I'm like, I don't know why I can't let go of them. Um, and so, yeah, I think like giving yourself permission to have those dreams and big goals, um, is, is important. And I know that's silly to say that, like, I'm trying to deny myself that, but like, I don't know. I just think you need to make sure that those goals are rooted in the right place. And I'm still mm-hmm. working on figuring out why I want them so bad and so bad. And that's yeah. so bad, like detrimental, but just, you know, that I can't let go of it despite all the things that have happened in the past couple of years that have knocked me off track. Mm-hmm. Well, you're Gosh. very determined. And I think that's a good thing as a long distance runner is you're determined, like you have a goal in mind, but it is hard, like getting back to where you not back, but getting to where you think you should be even after these injuries or like pregnancies and that kind of thing. Like it's hard getting back quote unquote to that and not meeting those expectations that you have set in your brain. Yes. And yeah. And obviously like as moms, that's something that we are faced with. Um, You would think that like every time it gets easier, but 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I like with no. the injury, I think with the injury, because I was still able to cross train, um, you know, I thought like, oh, well, maybe this will get me like a leg up, but you know, um, mm -hmm. but you also like, you think about what message you're sending your kids. Like I really was tempted to DNF, um, at CIM when like, it's like watching a slow death, you know, every mile is like slower and slower and your legs are just getting like heavier and stiffer. And, um, but you know, like there was no reason for me to, like, I wasn't doing any harm to myself. I wasn't, this wasn't like my one shot to get an OTQ or something like that. And I just, it's hard not to think about like the message that you're sending to your kids and what I would tell them. And, um, so I think that like, whether you realize it or not, like that has an impact, um, or an impression upon them. And so, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to learn that like they should not give up even when things don't go their way and that you just like pick yourself up and try, try again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, life is always going to have that, you know, regardless of running it's, um, failing, can suck <laughs> or, or, or just, yeah, maybe falling short of your goals and things. And it's scary to, um, even have the courage to hope <laughs> and dream for something. Um, but it's like, that also makes life so joyful. Um, and you know, just when you're doing something you're passionate about is like, that's always a good thing to show your kids. I think. So, oh, totally. Yeah. And I think that our friends are very aligned on that, like that, you know, showing your kids that, yeah, to do something that you enjoy for you, that you're passionate about, that um, you take the time to do that for yourself. Like we want them to do that. You know, we don't want, cause, like as we, one of the reasons why I started the mother runners was like, because I had so much mom guilt surrounded around so many things that I did, including running, like, you know, my daughter was super attached to me and it was so hard for me to get out the door to run. She would be like combusting with like anger and sadness when I would try to go for a run. And, um, you know, but we don't, we want them to grow up to be like healthy, well-rounded adults. We don't want them to be subservient to others you know we want them to to be happy and do things for themselves too so I think that like you know that was something that I one aspect that I want to impart on other moms too that like it's not only okay that you're taking this time for yourself but it's it's totally awesome and like you're helping the next generation of of you know young young people to be uh, just like healthier and happier. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, um, the mother runners because of course we were going to ask you about that anyway. Um, <laughs> but okay. So you said, you know, like mom guilt was something like what, what else like led you to actually like creating it? And, um, did you know, I mean, it's a huge community. It's awesome. Um, we love it. Uh, how did you, did you have that vision that it was like going to be this huge thing or tell us about the beginning? Um, no, I did not have, um, I dream, I dreamed that it would be something, um, big, but, um, 
really like when I was training for that first marathon, I just had so many questions. Um, and I just about like, okay, how do I make breastfeeding and running work? How do I deal with like my attached toddler who I just feel so much guilt and she freaks out every time I leave or like, how do I deal with like the stroller runs when all she wants to do is get out and walk. And I'm really frustrated because I really want to get like a decent run in just, I, and just, you know, periods and running just so much stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would a lot of these questions and like the answers weren't straightforward. They were very clearly written by men or like women who hadn't lived it or it was like advice that would make me like feel kind of bad about the struggles that I was having um like they just would make it sound like really straightforward and easy and like well if this three-step plan doesn't work for you then you suck as a mom I don't know so um I I have a journalism background I was a newscaster and then like i when I left the TV biz, like I wrote for, you know, newspapers and magazines and stuff like that. So um, I decided that I would use those skills to start my website. Um, and a lot of it, I leaned on the community that I had plugged into. I used to run by myself all the time. And then I started running with other moms. And that, that's when I realized, hey, I'm not alone in a lot of these struggles. And maybe there's a way for me to like, put this info out there and elevate this platform. And so that's kind of how it started. And then it's now rolled into coaching because there are a lot of coaches out there, um, mine included, who don't understand life as a mother runner um, and don't understand what it means to be like, oh my gosh, my kids have the flu. I've been up all night. No, I don't have a fever and I feel fine, but I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. I don't think I should doing this like tempo run today. Um, and just knowing like the flexibility that it requires, um, to train a mother runner. And then also like I host a podcast as well. So it's, it's growing and it's so, it's just so freaking rewarding. I don't know how else to say it. Like, mm -hmm. I just like, I love the women that I coach. I learned so much from this community, um, through the women that I coach through Instagram, through the people that read my, um, website, like, as much as like I try to impart any of the lessons that I've learned, like I learned so much, just like these epiphanies that I've had this week post-race. Um, like I think I've, I'm like more grateful for the community after, you know, my CIM performance than I would be if I ran a 248 because like so many people took the time to, to write like these thoughtful words to me to just like share their perspective or like help me through this. And I don't know. It's just, it's an awesome community and I'm really, really happy to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Sorry cool. for the no, it's great. It's, it's such a, a resource. Um, and I, I, I just think that kind of stuff that you were mentioning, just a, like a safe space, for a woman to like not feel worse about what we already feel bad about being moms and women and runners and all the hats we wear. Um, and so I love that about what you've done and what you've created. Um, I'm curious based on like community feedback, is there, are there like certain things that are like extra appreciated or needed within like the community? Like, do you know, um, 
what seems to be like the most, I don't know, the most needed thing like moms want to like learn about or read about or something? You know, um, I think my, the audience is kind of split in two where like, there are a lot of moms who are competitive and they want to get better. And so like, I have a lot of information that's just kind of general running information, um, that just hits home on like the, the training aspect, consistency. Uh, there's a lot of questions, which I'm sure you guys get in the ultra world, maybe about like heart rate training and, or like, just how much you should pay attention to your heart rate when you are running. And then the other half is just dealing specifically with um, like women and mom related issues as far as like running while pregnant, running postpartum is huge, pelvic floor health. Um, Right now, like a huge thing is just dealing with illness. Like everybody's been hit with something, especially the flu right now. And how, how you should, if your kids are sick, how you should train, if you're sick, um, how to return from that, what to expect, um, how to maintain, you know, during like this, we're recording this in the, the holiday season, like how to maintain your fitness when life is so stressful, um, and chaotic. So, um, yeah, those are like this, it's a lot, (laughs) it's a lot. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Um, I'm curious, what are some of those things you've been learning about with like training with illness? Um, I just, I, I know so much is going around. Um, we're, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of preparing for like to be hit with sickness, like around the holidays with like travel and seeing family and friends and, uh, yeah. Any, any tips there? <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, a lot of this is like from personal experience. Cause I'm, I've made bad decisions of, you know, like, Oh, I, maybe a run will make me feel better. <laughs> it's like, you come back and you're in the bathroom for hours, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. If you're, I mean, rest is best. Cause if you push it, there's like a chance that you're just going to be sidelined longer. Um, so like if you're dealing with the flu, I'm having my athletes like make sure that they're good for like, they feel 100% for like two days and then try a 30 minute walk before you run. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like flu strain a right now, it's like you get hit and then you feel good for like a day or two. And then it comes back on the back ends and hits you even harder with like a higher fever. And so just making sure that you're out of the woods and your heart rate is likely going to be elevated as your body is still rebounding from the flu, um, for like at least a week or so. And so not to be freaked out by that and really just focus on running by effort. Um, you're not from like the, research and from like doctors that I've spoken to, I mean, you're not going to, and the same with COVID, like we all know that COVID's, you know, mess with people's heart rates. Like as long as you don't have like other heart issues, if you're just dealing with an elevated heart rate, like you can train with that. It's not going to hurt you in the long run. Um, 
as long as like you feel okay, you know, like your RPE is, is the same. Yeah. And just keep up, like, I mean, gosh, just like take the immunity supplements, like just rest and eat as well as you can. Um, because we're all getting it. Like we've never gotten the flu. I've never, I've never had anybody in my family get the flu and we all got it. So I don't know. Right. And that your- was before the marathon. It was like a month before. Yeah. And I was lucky that I, and it, this was rare for me, um, but I didn't get hit that hard. I just basically had a fever, but my heart rate was, and my effort was off for a while. Like it took my body a little while to, to rebound and feel normal when I was running again. Yeah. Well, and that's like the peak of your training. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. That like peak training run had to keep getting moved. And that was like really stressing me out. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I got COVID during my peak training for my 50 K in the spring. And I was like, it was like a week and a half of not running. And like, you just couldn't breathe. Like it felt fine, but like your heart and your lungs were just messed up. But you were still able to do it. Yeah, I went there. Um, but then there was some like weather stuff and like the trail was washed out and then like a bridge broke and a whole bunch of other stuff. So we ended up going like up, up a hill for two miles and back down and then up and then down. So, but <laughs> it was okay. For- yeah. For 50 K. Oh my God. Wow. It was a lot of com- camaraderie. It was actually kind of fun. So Yeah. All these silver linings that come yeah. from the. <laughs> oh, yeah, like totally. Totally. Yeah. I have been about me running ultras, and he was just like, You could never do it because you, you would get lost. I was like, I would totally get lost. I don't know. <laughs> I bet not. They There are a lot of good ultras that mark very, very well. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones mm-hmm. I would have to do. Yeah. That's the thing about ultras, is like, it's not even like the distance that is hard. It's like, or like eat the mental strength. Yes. But like all, all that goes into the logistics of not getting lost, not getting like eaten by, I don't know, like a mountain lion. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be a hard mental shift to go from like, Oh, I want to get a two fifty marathon to doing a 50 K on trail. And you're like, it's going to take you six hours you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's the same thing with a marathon though. It's like, you just have to try it. And then once you, I mean, you know, and like learn as you go, we're always learning. Um, and then, and then you get more comfortable. I mean, same thing with like pushing hard. Yeah. Or pushing for a time. It's yeah, it's all, it's all relative, but yes, I feel like you probably really, uh, like simplified the process like like I <laughs> yes you do learn and you do like <laughs> learn push and and but like you know it's it's easier for you guys than it or not easier like but you guys can do it but not everybody can do it I think that's like after the marathon people are like but you ran a marathon like that's awesome and I'm like yes you know what that's true it is it is so awesome um what our body 
but like you know everybody has different strengths and so I don't know I think I think me in the ultra world it wouldn't it wouldn't go well but I don't know maybe maybe we'll find out yeah I could see it going very well so (laughs) challenge (laughs) accepted for you (laughs) 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 all right well Spring marathon goes and then maybe we'll re- revisit it <laughs> yeah no pressure no. yeah <laughs> I mean you could yeah. do a trail marathon just to get out in the woods mm-hmm. so it wouldn't have to be an ultra be cathartic like it would help you know just kind of let go of some of the things that like I I'm still like struggling with letting go of you know yes uh-huh. yeah <laughs> It knocks that out of you for sure. Um, <laughs> the, the control piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah but that's but, like, runners are OCD, but I guess, but like when I, trail runners, I mean, you can't be like, you just have to like completely submit yourself to anything that can happen. Kind of. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, Like I had for my race, I had like all my Ziplocs and like, this was like this aid station. This is this aid station. Like it was pretty like, I don't know what the word is structured or nailed. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. See, even that would be bad at that. (laughs) Like I would forget, like I would put like, I don't know, like two pairs of shoes and one drop bag and forget to put, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I get like. I have a lot of respect for your sport. Hmm. Well, and us for yours. And actually, <laughs> I I would love to run a marathon um, someday soon. I mean, I've run a couple, but I would love to like kind of enter back into the speed world a little bit. I think that would feel really strong and invigorating, I hope. Um, so yeah, it's all, it's all good. I love... I love workouts on the track so much that like, I really would like to go after a fast mile, but I know that at this point, it's not going to help me with marathon training, which is like the ultimate goal right now. But like, I don't know, getting running fast on the track is just like really empowering. I think it's really. Yeah. Um, do you have any like big marathons, uh, goals, like, um, you know, some of the big ones like New York or London or Berlin or anything actually no um and I know that that's like a a big deal and I keep meeting people who are going for all six majors and it's just I don't know for whatever reason it just doesn't really like appeal to me I mean I've done Boston a couple times I did enter the Chicago lottery um because I'm from Chicago but I didn't get in so I'm like well maybe another year but um yeah, no, I mean, maybe one day, but like, again, right now, that's not like, I just still want to see while I'm still like, of age, like young, young, I mean, I'm over 40, but like young ish, I still want to try to, to see how fast I can get that time. And then maybe I'll turn to something like that. Plus, like, honestly, traveling to California, my husband and I were like, we're not traveling this far again for a marathon or like, we don't leave our kids very often that was like the longest we've left them. And it just felt so strange being three hours behind. And like, I just be 
older and they can come with us. But um, yeah, I just didn't like being that far for that long away from them. Um, but it was nice. It was so nice to come home, but it's just, it was like, like you just kind of like everything's hit hits like reset with the with just your appreciation for things and like just seeing your kids again like it was so sweet to like leave and then come back my son was so cute he's five he came down in the middle of the night he always does like he always leaves his bed and comes down and snuggles up to me in the middle of the night and um so we got in like at 1 a.m and he came down about an hour later and the first thing he said to me was like mom you were only eight minutes off that's not that bad oh <laughs> oh so cute. cute so cute yeah. oh I love that it's like uh what is it? separation makes a heart grow fonder like where you're like oh I just miss them so much oh totally <laughs> yes totally and like I was trying not to think about them too much and we couldn't FaceTime them because every time we did, like my daughter, my daughter would start crying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so when I was missing it, I was just like, just think about the meltdowns and the fights and like you guys, everybody <laughs> needed. A break. Um, but I don't know. I missed them. Yeah. I, um, I was- they're eight and five. And then we also have two dogs that are like essentially our children too. And they're older. So we don't like leaving them either. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, bodies over here in the Heinz household so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was oh sorry <laughs> I, I know I was gonna ask um because you said you were training or you were gonna start training for your marathon in April and I know you have a coach but is there anything that you would adjust for your training plan for the next one yeah I think I need, um, I need more long runs with the race pace in there, like on the back end for that, like fatigue tolerance. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think probably more like long, like steady state runs. Do you guys do that kind of training at all for ultras? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I need more steady states. Um, not tempos, but yeah, like those long, and I did have a few in there, like five K or 15 Ks, but yeah, I think that, and then I think, um, the three marathons that I have done since becoming a mom, I have like, I haven't hit the wall, like the, the fueling's been there, but my legs have just been like, not today, like I'm done. And so I think I really need to practice my pacing and going out like much more conservative because I usually have been starting like five seconds slower than goal race pace. And I think I need to start slower than that next time. So those are like, those are the two big changes, I think, Yeah, but we'll see as I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Well, it'll be exciting, you know, to, I don't know. It's a new, new season, new race, new challenge. It's good. Um, were you, I, did you run marathons before you had kids? Yeah. I didn't know what the heck I was doing though. Um, my dad always ran the Marine Corps marathon. And so when I was in college, I went to school in DC and my first marathon was in college and it was the Marine Corps marathon. Um, and then, um, and I did like a Jeff Galloway plan and then I made it harder. Like I ran like one, my longest run, I did 32 miles or something like that. Like I didn't know 
what I was doing. I was like, well, you know, if I have to go 26, like I need to teach my body to go. I didn't know anything. And then my, then I met my husband and I, we started running together and um, we did Boston a couple times and like a couple, like we would pick races based on like where they were like cool towns like Cape Cod or Bar Harbor or something like that. Um, yeah, but again, like we had no idea what we were doing. So it wasn't until like a few years ago that I got, um, I got with my coach and started to really learn about the sport and how to properly train. So, I mean, gosh, like we would live on cereal. I mean, it was, it was I mean, we would do like back to back hard days. And then before I, ran with my coach. It was like every day I would just try to see if I could run faster than the day before, which I think just a lot of people do, you know, um, don't realize like the importance of the stress plus rest equation. Yeah. Just how to actually like build the right way. Yeah. It's, it is kind of tough. Yeah. Um, and how did a lot of this like training and racing and stuff, how did it change when you had your kids and did you have to take time off when you had your kids? Um, what like physically and mentally, what was motherhood like in that stage? Um, yeah, I was lucky that I was able to run throughout both of my pregnancies for the most part. Um, and then I think for both of them, I like, and this is not what I would recommend, you know, I took this, the six weeks off and then I was like, okay, I'm ready to go and didn't get my pelvic floor checked or anything like that. Like, I mean, I know like my daughter is eight and so that long ago, but I still think like so much has been learned about women's health, postpartum, um, and pelvic floor health in particular. Um, so yeah. And then it was just like, I would just like hop into races here and there and, you know, get a Hal Higdon plan. And it wasn't, that aspect didn't really change much, but the biggest aspect was that I needed running more than ever is just to feel like myself again. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, like that, it was like the hardest, um, at that time, because like for the first time in your life, like at, like other things depend on you, you know, you can't just be like, Oh, well, I have nothing else to do. I think I'll go for a run. It's like, you have to look for that special window when they're napping or whatever. Um, just like so much would have to be orchestrated in order for you to just go out for that hour. So yeah, that was like the biggest thing is like, it's, it's not whimsical anymore. It's like a very, very planned thing. Yes. <laughs> and your husband runs too, you said. So like you mm-hmm. kind of, balance that between you guys? Yes. Uh, thankfully he is not as rigid and structured as I am. Cool. So did ask me to, uh, coach him in the new year to qualify for Boston though. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. That's cool. That's That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think to anything that I say but you know he's also like I don't know he's very athletic like he ran the Tushers 100k I don't know if you guys know that in um, Utah Mm -hmm. and he like barely trained for it and was still able to do it like he's very I don't know he's very like mentally strong and gets away with things athletically that like most people don't so I don't know but like trying to run a 305 marathon's pretty difficult especially you know 
in your forties. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll follow up with you guys. Yeah, yes, totally. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you both in yes. that journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I know we have to um, go soon, but can you just tell us a little bit about what you did in journalism and um, like TV news, was it? Or yeah, TV news. Um, yeah, I was a local news um, morning anchor in Charlottesville, Virginia. And then I moved to Knoxville, which is where I am now and was the morning anchor as well. Um, and then also reported, um, I, in Virginia was also the political reporter. And so I went to school, studied politics, did all my internships like up there in DC. Um, yeah. And, but the life is not conducive for having a family whatsoever. So like you have to really, really love it and be totally fine with them treating them, treating you like they own you. I remember I, uh, they were doing a special on me following my training to run Boston. And when I told them when Boston was, they, it was during a ratings month and they, my news director was like, you can't do that. You can't go out of town and run. And I was like, are you kidding me? Eventually I got to go, but it wasn't easy. It's just, it's yeah. And the hours are terrible. And, um, so like, if you talk to a lot of TV news people, they talk about it, like they got out of a gang. They're like, yeah, I got out in 06. Like I, I had a local news and did not look back and I never watch it. Okay. It just, like, so it was really fun when I was in my twenties, like early twenties. But then when you try to have a life outside of work, it's like everything in my life was in arrested development. And once I like got out, then I went into PR before I started doing this, um, mother runner stuff. Um, it was like, everything just took off once I switched careers. So yeah, I do not miss it at all. Like I, I've met a lot of cool people and it was a really cool experience. Um, but like, yeah, you really have to really have to love it in order to do that line of work. And yeah. I did not. Yeah. yeah. It was not what I thought that it was going to be. I thought I was going to be reporting on like really impactful things. And mm -hmm. a lot, of, a lot of it was like, I don't know, like reporting on things that didn't really matter much to society or it, like I was expected to almost take advantage of people in vulnerable positions. Like your son just got shot. Tell me how you feel like that kind of stuff. And it's just like, to be honest, like I would work with a migraine so many times because I felt so uncomfortable with what like was expected of me. Yeah. So um, not all like that, obviously, but um, a lot of it is. And I just did not enjoy it yeah. after. So yeah, I'd much rather yeah. write about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, yeah, like was fun now is cringeworthy for you. And uh, it was a little crushing. Yeah. But yeah, that's, it's so good that you use your skills now for, for us, really all of us, our collective community. I am like, I just feel so lucky and I get to talk to people like you and connect with people like you guys. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really, really awesome. So cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you're, you're doing amazing and keep it up and thank you also just for what you do for all of us mother runners. And, and thanks so much for talking with us today because it was really, um, well, a fun and be helpful. Um, you sharing your perspective on like coming off your race. I feel like that's going to really hit home for a lot of people. So thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for giving me like a free place to just kind of ramble. Cause I don't know. It's like when you talk about that stuff too, it's really like you get worried that people are going to take it the wrong way or make like, I don't know. I don't know if I never want to sound ungrateful when you're like, Oh, well I was able to, my body like allowed me to do this thing, but it didn't do it as in the way that I wanted it to. And that can be yeah. taken the wrong way. So thank you for like, your non-judgment and thank you for all that you do i love your podcast and i'm like super honored to be on thank you thank you for coming on i really love talking with whitney um i feel like even though her race didn't go as well as what she was hoping for. It's refreshing to hear someone's viewpoint on that. Like we don't always have to get um, a race. And I know it was hard for her to deal with and it took a while, but we don't have to do our A goal in order to feel like we accomplished something and that we can still move forward and put other goals that are similar like that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was helpful just hearing some of the processing strategies mm-hmm. of of that and, um, for her, you know, because honestly, when things don't go as well, you learn a heck of a lot more about yourself, about running, about life, you know, when, when it's not like that perfect ideal, you know, it's like you just, you learn more in the hard parts. And so I appreciated her sharing that. I always feel like these talks with our guests today with Whitney, like it's just kind of therapeutic. <laughs> just like we're all reminded about how we're human and we're mothers and we're runners and like what that really means, you know, and we're just there for each other, with each other in it together. I love it. So I just loved our time with Whitney. She's great. She's awesome. Yes. So I'm thankful. Me too. And don't forget that you can go to treelinecoffee.com to get your run hard, mom hard coffee blend called you got this. And you can use code runhard 10 for 10% off of your order, um, even subscriptions. So it's a great deal and it's the best coffee. The best. I'm excited to be back in the land of treeline coffee. <laughs> yes, I know you can get it shipped to you now. Yes, we actually can get mail. So that's awesome. <laughs> okay. That's so good. All right. Everybody take care out there. Remember always, you got this. Mm-hmm.